Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Souls. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Welcome back. It is the Wolf and Luke Show live from the Auction Community Studios. That was an interesting uh, conversation during the break, but not as interesting as the simple fact that uh, look who's here after a win, Wolf. It's Dave Burns. David Charles Burns. What's going on, guys? Hmm? You flipped the script. You I, came in I here after a win. Didn't even think about that. We flipped it. Yep. It's been a whole week of flipping scripts, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Gambo was in here after a loss, which yep. hasn't never has never happened, and then I'm in here after a win, which hasn't happened this season. So flipping scripts, boys. Like the Cardinals flipped that script last so, night, right? That's right, David. Are you ready to get on the couch, metaphorically speaking? Are you ready for this right here, okay? <laughs> yeah, Here's a pillow. Go ahead. Lay down, please. Okay, okay are, we, are we psychoanalyzing me? Yes, absolutely. Bring it on. Okay, know, let's go, Dr. I, Wolf. I want to know oh, where you're going to go when you think of last night's game. What is the first thought you have? First thought, I okay, I... The first thought I had, honestly, was that <laughs> no, it's it's I was I was I wasn't sure where you were going. You so I, 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 I'm, I'm once, giving David. you truly the first thing that popped into my head was that 90 second stretch at the end of the first half, where Kyler converts a fourth down. He's screaming at Cliff. They score a touchdown. Pick six. Pick six. Boom. Right, and it's like that's. That's it. That was, now you're in the lead. Now you've got two touchdowns. Now you can play from the lead, which you haven't been able to do hardly at all this season. We saw, I mean, just freak show level athletics out of Isaiah Simmons. We saw Marco Wilson with his first career interception. That that big blow up between Cliff and Kyler where it did not take much of a lip reader at all to see what was being said. (laughs) And to think that that all happened in the game time span of about Two and a half minutes, three minutes of game time, where it went from like, I think it was like three minutes left in the first half to 50 seconds left in the first half. And that was it. That felt like everything you needed to know about that game happened in that moment. I know that's not true, but it felt like that in the moment. That's the first thing I thought of when you think of the game. Uh, It's the most points they've ever scored in a game in the Cliff Kingsbury era. Could you have picked a better day for that to happen if you are this team? And I guess, I guess specifically Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. You know, I, I, I think about it like, like, um, <laughs> based off of the conversation that we were just having off the air a second ago. You know how when you're at like a party and you pump the keg a little bit, and every now and then, <laughs> no, you just, I don't know you, you don't know you're talking about. You pump, <laughs> we took the keg. <laughs> <laughs> we you, rolled them off. You, you, you tap the keg, you pump the keg, and every now and then you got to release a little pressure on the keg for the beer to come out. Right? Yeah. Last night, and they let the pressure out because it was building. You, it was like a dam that was ready to burst, and if you didn't let some of the water Water out, the thing was going to crack, and I, I felt like last night was the forty-two points, the pick sixes, the return of DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, whatever it is that people think of when they think of that game, that game had to happen because the alternative theory is that we're in here talking about a Cardinals loss where they didn't put it together, and God only knows what the narrative is today, right? And then, then I think we start talking about breaking dams. Then, then I think we start talking about you know kegs that won't pour any beer anymore because the pressure just builds to the point where. They can't function. I think that's what last night was for the Cardinals. So in regard to DeAndre Hopkins, how do you think he looked? Oh, they're great. They're so addicted to him. I mean, how about right? I mean, they're so it's, they're it's so amazing. addicted to him. It's just like it's just like oh, you went tequila, <laughs> <laughs> something like that, something like Wait, that. So DeAndre yeah. Hopkins is to the Cardinals as tequila is to Dave Burns. Is that what we're putting out there? 
Well, I think you it's know actually what? more gin than anything. Uh, well, it's, it's a, again, we're, we're going we're going off the record now with some of the conversation <laughs> we had during the commercial break, but that's fine. I'll go there. Yeah, they're there. I'm not saying I'm addicted to tequila, but I, I, <laughs> right. I do. I do like I, it, I, though. I did um, not mean to imply No, no, it's just, I don't have a problem or anything, but since we're on the metaphorical couch here, maybe I am admitting that I have a problem. I don't <laughs> know. Obviously, you talk to Dr. Wolf. <laughs> Even um, Jeb is laughing right now. <laughs> <laughs> they, but, but there is a certain level of... Uh, I, I mean, what, they targeted him nearly three times as much as they targeted any other player? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think Eno Benjamin was next with five, and he had, and Hop had 14 targets. Yes. I, I mean, but it worked. It looked great. It was obviously, Kyler didn't have a great game yesterday. He was okay. It wasn't that, that put it on a pedestal kind of performance that we've seen from Kyler, but certainly you could see how happy he was to have his guy to throw the ball to. Because he targeted him 14 times. And D-Hop, yep. and I tell you what, I love to see more than anything. Man, he was on the left. He was on the right. He was in the slot. Yep. He was in the other slot. He was here. He was there. Speak this, my language. This was not just, let's put D-Hop in this box over here on the left and just throw it to him on the and line him up on the left all the time. They moved him everywhere. And I, that was one of my favorite things to see last night. I loved watching that. I, I'm going to go back to the break, the conversation we were having before you were here, Burns. Okay. And uh, Eno Benjamin last night had the thought of how great it would be if DeAndre Ayton consistently played the way Eno Benjamin <laughs> plays football because that guy just every yard is like it, he Love fights it. for it and he loves every second of it the way he plays. Yeah, he he was a he, it's so great to see, right? I, I mean, we just let's be honest, we got a we, we've got a rooting interest in him. We've got a rooting interest in them because of the Cardinals and we want them to win, but we specifically want to see Eno do well because we always want to see ASU guys do well on the Cardinals. Roster and that dates back, you know, all the way back to Jake and Pat and all those guys. So yeah, it was wonderful to see, and I think I think we do root a little bit more for him. Um, I thought it was curious to hear Cliff shut that Eno RB one conversation down like that last night. Like, oh, nope, James is our guy. James is our guy. Our RB one is not. It's not Eno. Um, but you know, I. I he looked great, and, and I, that's why Gambo and I have a running joke about how I never want to pay running backs, yeah. and he thinks it's because I hate running backs. I don't hate <laughs> running backs. I hate paying running backs, and to me, the night that Eno had last night is kind of the reason why I hate paying running backs, because you got a lot of money tied up in James Conner, and Eno looked good yeah. last night, and Keontae, I heard you guys when I was driving in, Keontae Ingram, uh, for a couple of flashes, looked really good, too, so it, it was... Uh, I. I I'm so happy for Eno because that kid's worked his butt off. How do you justify the defense? Your thoughts on the defense right now and how they played? Uh, I mean, they got gashed, um, but it didn't matter, right? It was almost irrelevant that they gave up nearly 500 yards. It was almost irrelevant that they gave up. Yeah, yeah, like I keep everything in front of them sort of a thing. Um, Man, Isaiah Simmons, hello. I mean, it's just a freak show, right? And, and and, And Antonio Hamilton, we talk about being happy for guys. When he got that pick in the end zone, yeah. his first career interception, everything he went through to get back, all the talk about him at camp and how he had elevated himself on the depth chart to have him have that moment. It was a terrible throw by Andy Dalton. He had no business throwing that ball in that moment. I was really happy for Antonio Happel. So I'm, I'm, I'm willing to look past the yards because the defense has been so vital to what they've been able to do this year to kind of survive and hang in there. I'm going to forgive him for giving up nearly 500 yards because they made the play 
plays when they had to. Those two plays were the ball game. Bernsey, thanks as always. These uh, Marco Wilson parkour videos we're seeing. You have some of these out too, right? Where you were doing parkour. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. I'm jumping yeah. over cars yeah. and and you Running know that's walls that, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Gambo. If you want the box jump videos, <laughs> I'm sure Gambo be more than happy to show them to you. That's so good. We need a, a Gambo Thank versus you. Marco Wilson. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Bernsey. Got it, guys. Uh, we come back. Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray did get into it on the sidelines. So do they need separation? It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Sold. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Thanks to Dave Burns for stopping by last segment. Of course, you can hear Burns and Gambo 2 to 6. <laughs> All right over there. This is this is what happens when Wolf actually has a weekend. You're 45 yeah. minutes away from an actual no, weekend. I know, I know that. Totally. I'm all jacked up right now. Who is this? This is CR Rocks. And now we're playing music that, that's going to throw you off, too. Anything goes here. It's a little weird, isn't it? Well, tis the season for weird, is it not? It is actually the Well, weird, it's weird October, season. Luke. So I saw a lot of uh, Christmas stuff on sale three weeks ago. Barely I was like October second. That is that is something in the compound we never do. You never, ever, ever start talking about Christmas before Thanksgiving. Okay, don't ever do it. Well, I can tell you, they're selling stuff already. I don't know why you'd go buy a tree in early October. Well, what are you doing? That's, Just like, please. That's... Enjoy the season. Uh, well, it is the best time of year for sports, and that is obviously enhanced when your teams are actually winning. Yeah, <laughs> which, that's nice, which isn't it? we've done a lot of here in the last 48 oh, hours. Yes. Uh, but things did get a little... A little edgy on the sidelines last night between Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. This is uh, what Dave Burns was talking about last segment when he was in here, that there was that two-and-a-half-ish minute stretch towards the end of the first half when all of a sudden the Cardinals just took off. But mixed in there was Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury going at it. And a timeout called by the Cardinals because the play clock was winding down. That's their last timeout. Kyler Murray caught on camera. He is screaming at the sideline and I don't know who that was directed at. It looks like it's Cliff Kingsbury. In fact, Kyler is still yelling at Cliff. D-Hop and Sean Jefferson have to step in a little bit. D-Hop now puts his arm around Murray. Again, don't know if he's yelling at Cliff or about something he sees out there. You know, once again, even if it is, this is what happens in a game. It does. I cannot tell you how many times I've yelled at a coach, even a head coach. So, you know, once again, you've got a play caller and a quarterback. They've got a relationship together. There's going to be a lot of yelling that goes on. Trust me on that one. I didn't even know Kyler could yell that loud, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and at first, it was just kind of like, is he mad at himself? And then you see directly who he's yelling at, obviously. Yeah, there's no doubt. Listen, uh, just like I said right there, yelling happens on a football field. It does. And there's a lot of yelling. And sometimes um, things get contentious. Uh, You always have to do it respectfully, though, when you're talking about a player-coach relationship. This isn't player-player. Yeah, and that's the thing. It it looked like player-player. And I think that's... I don't think Cliff necessarily minds having that relationship with Kyler Murray, but 
just you got to be aware that that's it's going to get scrutinized. It's going to get picked apart. And like I said earlier, if the Cardinals lose a couple games in a row and everybody's asking for Cliff to get fired again, people are going to pull up that video footage. We're going to see it on these TVs in the studio. They're going to be like, look, they have a problem, too, on top of losing. They don't have a problem. It wasn't a great scene, but those two are fine. Yeah. I think. Yeah, well, you know, once again, I really don't know about that, Luke, because I'm not inside that locker room at all. But I can tell you that yelling at a coach, even your head coach, uh, it does happen from time to time. But you've got to do it in a respectful kind of way. You do. And that's the only thing I would say to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has got to continue to grow and develop as a man and as a player and mature as a man and as a player. And the one thing you can never do is be disrespectful, disrespectful to your head coach or to your your coach, period, even. Okay, so to me, that's where I would say, Kyler, this is where you got to get better. You can't do this. But does it happen? Yes, it does. Well, and you can't bury your head in the sand and, and, and pretend to not realize that your head coach has been under a lot of scrutiny the last, I mean, really since they got hired, but especially the last couple of weeks. And so if you're Kyler Murray and you're walking over there and at that point the Cardinals are still losing in this game, uh, last night and you're, 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 it looks like you're showing up your coach. Yes. And there's a bunch of people waiting to point and say, look, he's not a good coach. Look, his quarterback is mad at him. His quarterback thinks he's holding him back and just connecting all these dots that probably aren't even there. So yes. if you're Kyler Murray, I get it. Heat of the moment. And it is frustrating. They have to keep calling timeouts every time they, they get inside the five yard line. Right. Like at this point, it's like, Hey, you caught the ball at the four. Let's just burn the timeout now instead of wasting time walking up to the line of scrimmage. It's frustrating. But on a national stage like that, you maybe do it a little bit differently. Yeah, and once again, going back to player to player, if in fact you yell at a player like that, um, you might get a straight right hand. I mean, that you know, I, I'm just saying yeah. that's how it happens on a sideline. <laughs> Somebody yelling the kind of things that Kyler was yelling at Cliff at that point in time. I, I'm just telling you right now, player to player. You'll get a brawl. That I've seen that happen. Seen it this year. I've been not with the Cardinals, but we've seen it this year. <laughs> right, exactly. So you know, uh, uh, Kyler also better be careful because sometimes you might, depending on who you're screaming at, you might get a straight right hand. Now, again, that's not going to happen with Cliff because these two guys have a a. A very interesting and a very close relationship because of the play caller. Cliff is the play caller. He's in Kyler's ear on every play. And that kind of relationship, it breaks down a lot of barriers, a lot of walls. It does. And um, that's one of the reasons why I think maybe you want to go ahead, Cliff, step away for a couple of just temporarily even. Just say, you know what, this doesn't have to be permanent. Just to change it up. Just Step away and see if somebody else calling the plays and you managing the game and being the head coach, that's what I would suggest. Now, again, it, it doesn't mean that has to happen, but that's what I would suggest. There, there are benefits to it that aren't just, oh, I don't like Cliff. Get him out of here. It's exactly. like, no, 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 he's not going anywhere in that scenario. No, Maybe it actually jumpstarts the team that you have. Uh, here's DeAndre Hopkins, because it was D-Hop that got in there, Sean Jefferson as well. But D-Hop always seems to be around these things, being like, hey, everybody just calm down. Uh, so here they asked him after the game, uh, what did you say to, to, to kind of calm Kyler down after that? That's, that's undisclosed information. <laughs> I figured that's he was probably undisclosed. Undisclosed. That is so, that's so uh, More from, uh, from D-Hop. Both of those 
those guys want to win. I love to see that. Uh, I mean, honestly, I love being part of two, two, a team that two people are dedicated and that focused on winning. And obviously, you're going to butt heads. I'm not married, but from what I hear, that's like a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Yes. C-Hop giving some marriage advice, too. Why yeah. Not? He's so right, though, about it. It is. That's what's going to happen when you work so closely with somebody else. But um, I've been there before myself. I have screamed things at a coach, even a head coach, that um, although I, I think was okay on a football field, it was always done with respect. You can scream, you can yell. Yelling happens in the game of football. Just do it in a respectful kind of way. And I thought Kyler wasn't respectful. Uh, here's Kyler explaining the situation afterwards. He's real animated over there on the sidelines sometimes. So um, it's always, you know, it's never, it's never, you know, calm down. We're good. You know, we're going to make it right. Um, we ended up scoring, so that was good. But, uh, yeah, that's all I was saying. Just chill out. Uh, they also asked Kyler if Cliff was upset about the timeout. No, the clock was running down, um, and we, we couldn't have got off the play that we were trying to run. So it was... I guess it was my fault. I don't know, I'll take it. I don't know. And then also how he and Cliff usually work things out. Doesn't phase me, or uh, I don't think it phases him. I think we just, like I said, we're just trying to win. Um, in the moment type of thing. After that, we're good. It is. It's just. It's a very different dynamic. Could you imagine Bailey Zappi going over and screaming in Bill Belichick's face? <laughs> He'd be in like Portugal next no, week. He, no, here's. The, it's exactly right. Here, this is the best thing about it, and I think this is where Cliff needs to continue to grow and develop as a head coach. Bill would sit there and not even respond to the guy and cut him the yeah, next day. Okay, he'd be looking through him at the at his next now, quarterback. Now you're not going to do that to Kyler Murray, obviously. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. But um, Bill was one of these guys. He didn't yell. He wasn't a screamer. He wasn't a guy that was going to do that ever. He'd let you say whatever you wanted to say, and after that, he'd deal with you. Bernie Kosar learned that the hard yeah, way. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's. It's different coaching styles because as we're sitting here laughing at a Bill Belichick hypothetical example, if you told me that Matthew Stafford went up to Sean McVay and yelled in his face, I don't think McVay would necessarily, I think McVay would handle it very similarly to how Cliff handled it. I, I do. I think you're I, right. I mean, that's just that. I don't want to say it's the new age of coaching. It's just it's that school of coaching you're right. where you're you're almost kind of peers. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. Cardinals defense win another game for them this season last night. We'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Let's go! Presented by 72 Sold. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Welcome back to the Wolf and Luke Show on a Friday afternoon following this is a big red Friday. What is this after the Cardinals win? Yeah, what is that? that big is red victory Friday? The, yeah, it's, uh, I have no idea. Uh, the day after. I mean, the aftermath. That sounds a little more ominous. Big red aftermath. The aftermath if you lose. But when you win, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's a, it's no, a, there's aftermath even when you well, win. Yeah, and that's, yeah, but the smoke is settling even as we speak. 
How about the Cardinals defense gave up 494 total yards yesterday, and yet you could make a very strong case that they are the reason this team won the game because big interception in the end zone by Antonio Hamilton, two big pick sixes, back-to-back drives right before halftime. You want to talk about finishing a half strong wolf for a team that had been struggling to score points. Keontae Ingram touchdown run, 228 left in the second quarter. That was right after the whole Kyler Cliff thing. Yeah. Then uh, Marco Wilson, interception, pick six at 150. Isaiah Simmons, pick six at 46. So that's all in the span of less than two minutes that that happened. That's what David Charles Burns was talking yeah. about in regard to, man, that's that little two-minute block right there that changed the game. Can't get that out of his head. You hope it changes the season. And, I mean, you're looking for something extraordinary to jumpstart your season when your season's going the way it was heading into last night. We joked about this yesterday, Wolf, but their entire season turned on Thursday night football at home last year in October against Green Bay. It just did. Yeah. Is there any way you know what? it just I'm... turns back? You said that, man. You said that the other day, and it blew my mind because I started thinking about it. Yeah. What if something crazy does happen on Thursday night? And didn't we see something crazy? Saw a lot of crazy it was last a night. A lot of crazy, man. A lot of crazy that was happened last night. Yes, not only D Hop coming back and playing in his first game, but the whole Cliff and Kyler thing that happened and exploded there. And then two, not one, but two pick sixes and back to back. That kind of craziness. The craziness where suddenly you want to talk about crazy Carl showing up. The ball goes right through a wide receiver's hands into the air. Look, it's Marco Wilson who comes up with the pick and all of a sudden he inexplicably does a leap into the end zone that started on the four. I've watched that leap like a hundred times today. And the most crazy part is he does the leap and you're like, wow, that was impressive. And then as he's about to land... He does the flip after that somehow without touching the ground. I mean, your neck, Marco. And then all of a sudden, he just flipped it right at the very end. How do you do that midair? How do you Only one person can answer that question. uh, Yes. Okay. So there was craziness. What if that kind of craziness, the bibbidi-boppidi-boo that we happen to see in that game, the magic that we happen to see, bibbidi-boppidi-boo, suddenly goes all the way back to what happened on that Thursday night in Green Bay or against Green Bay. I do think the the, the biggest thing to continue the momentum you had last night, uh, some of it is the craziness. You can't, you can't plan to pick off Andy Dalton three times and run two of them back for touchdowns, back-to-back drives at the end of the first half. I think the biggest when does that step, happen? Honestly, rarely, rarely ever. ever. Um, if, if you want to continue this, I do think you're going to have to have another – pass-catching option emerge on offense because when Minnesota looks and is like, oh boy, all they did was throw to DeAndre Hopkins, we'll just put all our guys on him. A, that doesn't work because he'll still catch the ball, but yeah. B, it's leaving everybody else open. Right. Uh, you know what? Honestly, go ahead and do that. That's what I would say to him. Yeah, go ahead because that clears up coverage for Kyler. That's yeah. what it does. It clears it up and you're going to go ahead and take away D-Hop. Fine. Hopefully you'll start spreading the ball to some of these other guys like Zach Ertz, maybe even A.J. Green. Here's DeAndre Hopkins Robbie after the game. Anderson. Talk, yes, you forget he's on the team because he's only been on the team for like right. three days. Uh, Hopkins after the game going through and talking about each pick six. Let's start with Marco Wilson's. Oh, that was a great interception, but he also gave up a touchdown, and I'm sure that you know he's you know he's not happy with that. But 
I push everybody I, like I want to be pushed as well. You know, when I go out and do something, I want those guys to be like, Hop, come on, we need you. And uh, I think that's that's what a great team needs, you know, everybody pushing everybody and, uh, you know, taking criticism. See that right there, man? I mean, honestly, that's what I'm talking about with D-Hop, the accountability of D-Hop. And the weird way of actually saying something. So matter of fact, too. He, he Exactly. He, um, I would have said it completely different. But we get in the same spot. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's the same intent. You got to be able to keep each other accountable. That's what Hop just said. It's a great interception. He also gave up that touchdown. <laughs> like, all right. That's <laughs> so hot. Thanks, D-Hop. No so kid. hot. Uh, here he is on Isaiah Simmons' pick six. I don't remember Simmons giving up a touchdown, so it'll be interesting to hear what he has to say here. Oh, yeah, Isaiah's a baller. He went to Clemson, so for me, you know what? You know, it's just something about those Clemson guys. But, uh, you know, Isaiah, he's been making plays since he's been here, so that was no surprise. Forgot he had the Clemson connection there, so he's okay. Right, making yeah. plays. What else did Hobbs say? Man, anything Hobbs? Uh, no, but I've got some Simmons stuff here. Here's Simmons on uh, on the Marco Wilson flip into the end zone. If y'all didn't know, he got a parkour video on uh, YouTube. So I think that was parkour Marco out there doing what he was doing. But he definitely got up there on that flip. He was like kind of hanging there for a minute. Then he kind of yeah, very impressive. Parkour Marco. Parkour. That's what he just called. What him. if you just parkour called him Marco. parkour? And that parkour video is now up on the Wolf and Luke Twitter page as well. So oh, go, nice, go to Rick. It's from like, was it nine years ago? It's nine about, years ago, yeah. It's three minutes of Marco Wilson doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Parkour. He parkour flips Marco. off of a wall. Yeah, I mean, he like runs up a wall and flips off. Yeah. Of it. it's a, it's he a did a lot more Tuesday. impressive stuff than that, man. He was he rolled over a car. That flip in the game last Jumped night was... over and... Wolf, can you do that? Over. Pretty no, impressive. No, Are you kidding me? I'd go right through the window. That's how he spends his bye weeks. Go right through the window. Windshield. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's more from Isaiah Simmons. Let's see. Talking about the pick sixes from uh, from him and Marco Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when you get, I mean, two interceptions alone in a game back-to-back is a momentum changer. One interception is a momentum changer. But when you have two pick sixes back-to-back, um, I don't really, I don't even, I feel like that hasn't happened very much in football. There's got to be a stat out there for that. But um, it definitely was a big turn for us. Um, that gets our offense going, gets our defense going. But definitely a huge turn. I can't think of it. I'm sure it has happened, but I can't think of a time I've seen it in an NFL game yeah. where it's, okay, here's a pick six. Okay, next drive, here's a pick six. Okay, now it's halftime. Crazy Carl. That's what, that's what my old coach used to call it right there when something crazy happens. That's crazy. In a football game, for that to happen back-to-back, that's crazy Carl. Against he and, Andy Dalton, who, granted, is not Patrick Mahomes, but hadn't been turning the ball over this season at all. Uh, all right, we're giving you the chance to win tickets to see undefeated international superstar Jake Paul as he takes on legendary UFC champion Anderson Silva at Desert Diamond Arena on Saturday, October 29th. Just head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win. When we come back, a very busy week around here. Uh, we'll take you through all of it next with our work week wrap-up. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
All right, it is Friday, and it is time for the work week wrap-up in a week in which we saw two Cardinals games, Wolf and the Phoenix Suns, start their season and Major League Baseball playoffs and a million other things. So here we go, starting with Monday. Monday, here's Cliff Kingsbury on our show. On Monday, after the Seahawks' loss, we asked him if he'd ever consider giving up play calling. Definitely, yeah, whatever it takes to win, um, whatever it takes to score points, um, that's, you know, Anything goes in this league, and and, and so we'll, we'll examine all avenues. Obviously, on a short week, that, that'd be tough to, to go by. But right. we'll see how things go, and um, whatever it takes to, to make us, you know, get better. I'm all for it. Really interested to see if you know this little dust up, even with Kyler Murray once again, reinforces the idea, the concept of saying, you know what, maybe I need separation. Maybe that's what I need to do. Get a little separation between me and my starting quarterback as the head coach. Kyler was the guy this week, though, that said when when somebody asked him, is that maybe something that this team should do? Should he give up play calling? And Kyler, like, laughed. Remember? He was like, no. Remember? So, I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't I don't know that I see that happening this week, but it is the longer week, so who knows? Yeah. It's just I think it's a little bit tougher to push that through after a win, but we'll see. Did you remember Monday? I mean, we got there and there was like there was breaking news what three times in the first hour of the show when we were out at Cardinals because you had the Robbie Anderson trade. Sources say Robbie Anderson, the now former Carolina Panthers receiver, is headed to the Arizona Cardinals. A deal just struck in the last couple minutes, and you mentioned it. Robbie Anderson has been shopped by the Panthers really over the course of the last couple weeks. It seems like he was on the same page. Yeah, it's Ian Rappaport, Wolf, and that was right at the start of our show on Monday, and I remember you and I both looked at each other and we're like, oh, this is pretty cool, Robbie. And then we were like, uh-oh. Yeah. What does that mean for Hollywood? Right, exactly. Uh, they call him Run by Robbie. Did you know that? That's it. Is he? Run by Robbie. Robbie. Like that, run by Robbie. Uh, here's Cliff Kingsbury on Monday, an update on Hollywood. Yeah, it, it looks like it'll be indefinite. I mean, I think at least a month, I would say, and then we'll, we'll evaluate it and go from there. The initial reports had been out for the year on Monday. That was actually Cliff on Wednesday, but the initial reports. Talking about Hollywood. Yeah, talking about Hollywood. Now, Justin Pugh, here's Cliff on with us uh, again on Monday. Yeah, it is. It's unfortunate. Um, been such a great piece of, of you know, what, what we've done here offensively and, uh, you know, him and DJ there on that left side has been a great tandem together and just hate it for a guy like that but um, really appreciative of what he's done for us and hopefully that recovery goes goes quickly. That's why I don't just totally feel like last night fixed everything Wolf because they are so banged up and so many key players are hurt. Last night to me made this team start to be fun to watch again but I, it didn't solve all their problems. Yeah, no I'm with you on that. What else you got? Uh, here's Cliff talking about uh, DeAndre Hopkins going into the game. Is he going to be on a snap count? Uh, we talked about it and he just rolled his eyes at me, so we'll see how he feels. Turns out he was not. And uh, also on Monday, Coyotes beat the Maple Leafs. They have not lost in regulation in Toronto in 20 years. The puck deflects back into the Toronto end, and the Maple Leafs will raise the white flag as Brody stays behind his own net, and that's it. Scotiabank Arena continues to be the Coyotes' nirvana for the 12th Street game. You want to talk about uh, your, your own fans booing you? Did you hear the crowd? Yeah, I the did. third game out of 82. Boy, I'll, I'll tell you what. That's not going to bring a tear to my eye. The Maple <laughs> Leafs. <laughs> that's why they go out in the first round every single year. Tuesday. On Tuesday, the uh, Yankees beat the Guardians. Game five, they go on to play the Astros. The Phillies beat the Padres 2-0 to take a 1-0 lead in the NLCS. And the Cardinals 
Cardinals reportedly signing former Colts kicker Rodrigo Blankenship to the practice squad after uh, Cliff said this about Matt Prater to us. Yeah, he's day-to-day. I'm not sure where that'll end up. We're hoping he can kick Thursday, but um, we're going to see how he feels on on Tuesday and, and go from there. Wolf, I know you love this uh, announcement on Tuesday as well. Amazon Prime going to stream a Black Friday NFL game in 2023. Get your popcorn ready. T.O. loved it, too. That's so cool right there, honestly. I can't believe when you hear that. Yeah, Black Friday game. Day after Thanksgiving. What took him so long? <laughs> Seriously, did we just invent Black Friday? I feel like it's been there for a while. Wow, seems like a great idea, but don't go to Saturday now. Don't it's, do that. Another, don't mess with that. It's a good excuse to not go out into the shopping madness on Black Friday, because i got to stay at the house and watch the Commanders play the Giants. The Commander! Uh, Roger Goodell, speaking of the Commanders, reaction to Jim Ursay's comments about Daniel Snyder. Are you surprised? Are you disappointed that Jim Ursay had strong comments about it? No. How do you like that? How do you feel about it? How do I feel about what? His comments. I just said, and I said it to the membership, speculation without facts is not a very positive thing to do. So that sounds like that's going well, Wolf, on to Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, the uh, Phoenix Suns. Could, I, could, could we see <laughs> Roger Goodell and Jim Irsay in the ring together? I mean, seriously, yeah, let's be Snyder awesome? in there, too. Hey, let's go. Yeah, let's yeah, just right. solve this. Bash somebody's face in. You're, you either need a new commissioner or you need one or two new owners. That'd be awesome. Uh, the Suns <laughs> getting smoked by Dallas, down by as much as 22, down by 17 at the half. At that point, they were a minus 77 in their previous 10 quarters against Dallas. And they came back and won anyway. And the final is 107-105. The Suns, they do it with an amazing second half. That felt good. That You know what? Honestly, I'm still rolling in that. I know they play tonight. I'm going to roll right into the Trailblazers game tonight. Just thinking about how beautiful that was for game one of the season for the Suns and the way they did it to stink so badly in the first half and then come back and say, oh, no, it ends here. And to say that, that man, that is so cool. Uh, news for the Cardinals, or, or more so for their opponents on Wednesday, Saints ruling out Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Marshawn Lattimore, Andrews Pete, Adam Troutman. That's a lot of guys missing for New Orleans. Beat the Saints! Yay! And the Padres uh, came back, beat the Phillies, evening that series at one apiece. Here it comes on two and two, and Manny swings, hits it in the air, deep to left center field. This one way back, good to go! On the ninth pitch of the at-bat, Manny Machado extends the lead. Eight to four, San Diego here in the seventh, his third home run of the postseason. You and I were talking about it earlier this week, Wolf. That San Diego team seems to have something about them. Yeah, they got a little bit of swag right there. Um, can I just say this quickly? I've I've realized what it is that I can't stand about Manny Machado. No, what is it? It's it's the it's the look on his face after he does something good. <laughs> okay, it's the look on his face, man. There's no doubt about it. He's just got this this way of shoving 
it in your face. This look of what did you expect? On <laughs> Obviously, his face, right? Manny Machado. It, it drives me nuts. <laughs> whenever he whenever he does something well, it's that look on his face <laughs> after it. Uh, Astros won again. Big deal. They win every game. Thursday on to Thursday. Uh, Cardinals shuffling pieces around. Cody Ford back from the IR. Cliff Kingsbury after the win, talking about Kyler Murray telling him to calm down. Yeah, he, he said I didn't look good on TV. Um, acting that fiery. So he said, I don't know, this is a Gen Z thing. You're on TV, so calm down. I'm like, I like showing emotion. So. 42-34 win for the Cardinals, though. They kind of took off, actually, after that moment. DeAndre Hopkins, 10 catches, 103 yards. More from Cliff. You saw it, right? I mean, there's a different-looking um, deal out there with him and the confidence that other guys around him play with. And um, It's good to have him back. And I think once he really gets in shape, you know, gets back in the runner routes, comfortable on offense, um, he can really do some things. Uh, Coyotes lose to Montreal. The Astros win again. Christian McCaffrey dealt to the 49ers on to Friday. 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 The Suns in Portland tonight and Philly and uh, San Diego going at it. Don't ruin it for me. Peace. Uh.